Hey, this is your host, Paul Espinosa Jr., and I'm here to remind you that if you have access to iTunes, we ask that you rate and review the show. That way, we'll be able to climb the charts and continue to deliver bigger and better guests so that we can continue the educated hustle journey. And now, let's start the show. Educated Hustle Podcast. This is your host, Paul Antibodeo Jr., my co-host, Emilio Porter. Emilio, what's going on, man? It's going good, man. It's going good. Another great week. Another great week. I mean, I'm just, I'm still riding the vibe of hitting that one year mark, man. I'm still riding the vibe. Like, it's, it's, it's just a great accomplishment, a great achievement. And I mean, we don't do seasons here at Educated Hustle, but if we were, we'd be in the thick of season two. So, I mean, it's kind of cool. It's just kind of, I just, I feel like from where we are, that first year to now, we've just gotten so much better, and we just know so much more, and we have all these names under our belt. So I'm just, yep, I'm, I'm, you know, kind of walking around with a little swagger, man. That's all I can say. Kind of walking around with a little swagger. <laughs> yeah, man, for sure. And I always think about like, man, how hard was it to get guests in the beginning? And now it's kind of like, it it just happens on its own, kind of. It's, it's got a mind of its own, and we just. Sometimes we have to hustle for guests, and sometimes we got people out here helping us get more guests on the show. Cause simply just because they like the show and they like what we do, so that kind of gets me a little bit motivated just to be like, "Hey, we can keep this thing going for a long time if we keep our connection games up." And it, and it's cool to just see, uh, you know, people who uh, come on the show. They'll either leave a, a review because they like it, or uh, they'll tell somebody else to leave a review as well. So. I think it's building. I think it's uh, something powerful that we got going here, man. And it's uh, only going to continue to grow. Exactly, 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 man. I mean, geez, like, I love how we have old guests giving us new guests. Like, that's amazing. That's, you know, shout outs to uh, one of our older guests, um, Miss Jamila. She has brought us, like, uh, she's brought us a good wealth of people. And um, you're, you know, you haven't heard them yet, but they're, they're, they're coming up. Well, actually, yeah, they are definitely coming up. If you heard Quasi last week, that was one of them. So, but we have another one down the pipeline. I don't want to spoil too much, but let's just say, ping, we got some money coming to you ears sooner. But I mean, yeah, it, it, it's incredible. It's definitely something that I know that we personally are excited for because we hate the fact that we, you know, sometimes we be there on that Monday before Tuesday, looking at the looking at the hours, like what are we gonna do, and then you know get something to make of time. But I'm glad to say that we kind of evolved to the point where we were able to have a little bit more control in what comes out and what doesn't. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. And um, that leads us to this week's guest. I mean, he was uh, a product of, you know, one of our earlier episodes um, where you know. Someone listened to our show earlier, and uh, we were able to, you know, he he reached us out via email, and we made it happen. So, you know, this week's guest, uh, Mr. Aaron Noel, he's the founder of a blog called The Christian Alcoholic, um, and that's a pretty interesting, you know, play on words. You know, when you think of Christianity, you definitely don't associate it with alcoholism, but after you hear this dude's story, I mean, I think you're going to... Um, definitely appreciate what he's been through. Exactly, and shout out to Jameson, uh, Ketchum. 
his episode for the Gothy Podcast with what Aaron heard and that made him want to reach out and come on to the show. So yes, there there, there is proof in the pudding that if you email us, we do respond. But yeah, Aaron has a phenomenal story and, and for him to basically put himself out there and be so vulnerable to, you know, the internet and the mass of strangers is incredible, but it really helped him get better and basically start his journey to recovery and he kind of details it more in the interview, but he's really someone that does you know, it, it's it's incredible how, you know, soft-spoken and easy you can speak about things now. But if you think about it, like, that's such an incredibly hard thing and to, to even live through and be, be able to speak about because you, you're putting yourself out there. He was in this horrific car accident that changed his life. And he really had to use determination and grit to get back on the right path. And it's, it's you know, for me, I don't, I'm, you know, don't have those uh, addictions or tendencies, but you really kind of take it for granted for people who do and how they have to really have to do a complete 180 and make themselves get over the hump and get better and strive for more. And to hear him strive for more is definitely like just heartwarming and inspiring because he's trying to take that pain and that darkness in his life and bring it to light and turn it to something bright for those who will hear him out on his journey of recovery. So, I mean, he, he was an amazing person to have on. He definitely, definitely left his mark on our uh, Educated Hustle uh, landscape. Yeah, for sure. And I think uh, alcoholism is just something that a lot of people don't understand. Uh, you know, when you when as someone who's not an alcoholic, you kind of think, well, you know, why don't they just why don't they just cut back on drinking or, you know, why don't they just stop, man? It's really something that's deeply wired into your brain, into your system that um, if you even take one drink, you know, you're 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 wanting to have more and you're wanting to pass your limits. So this is something that he's got to deal with forever. It's not something that uh, he can't ever, you know, he can't even have a drink again because it's going to lead to, you know, past experiences and, and set him back all the way back. So it's got to be something that is a life uh, it's ongoing for life. And it's crazy that he has to go through it, but he does. And, and he's fortunately he's able to create a brand for himself and, um, has a wife now that supports his journey and has helped build his business. Cause I mean, you know, this dude was, uh, you know, a couple seconds away from, from it all being over. And, you know, thankfully, you know, he's got a lot of faith and he really trusts in his faith. So he's building a brand around people that who also are very faithful as well, who can kind of talk to each other about, you know, dangerous situations such as this, because, you know, he says in the interview that uh, sometimes the church doesn't talk about these things and he wants to break those barriers. So uh, definitely a powerful story to listen to. Exactly. And it's just like like my co-host said, incredible, incredible story, incredible guy. He's He's got books. He's writing wrote, I should say, and he has one he's definitely writing right now where he's kind of does a little AA against it, the uh, Christian church. So it's like I said, he has avenues and he's definitely turned that pain and vulnerability into something very powerful and positive. But I mean, listen, we could we could sit here and gush about him all day, but we're not going to. Let's let's get right to it. So without further ado, let's introduce Mr. Aaron Noel. All right. And then we have today's guest, Mr. Aaron Noel, the founder of The Christian Alcoholic. Aaron, how's it going today? Oh, it's going good, guys. Thanks for having me. No problem. And we just kind of wanted you to uh, give a little outline about what exactly is the Christian alcoholic. Uh, yeah, Christian alcoholic is just, it started out as a blog back in 2015. 
and then kind of grew from there. So now we're like to call ourselves a ministry. Um, we published a book. We're about to drop another book um, at the end of the month. And we're looking to start going into churches, doing speaking engagements and just really spreading the word. And that's incredible. I, I, I think one of the cool things about that uh, you started up the Christian alcoholic is you're, you're taking one of your own personal traumas that, you know, a lot of people are probably shy from letting a lot of people know about the vulnerabilities and openly discussing and openly trying to help people who might deal with the same struggle. So I have to ask, I mean, obviously, you know, talking about it, blogging about it has helped you. But what during your recovery really motivated you to keep going when I'm sure there was plenty of times you thought to yourself, I can't do this? Yeah, I the what really helped me keep going during my recovery was just realizing how good I felt after being honest. Um, spending most of my life doing the opposite and keeping everything to myself and really kind of giving people half truths and um not really showing people the full me uh in recovery, I guess realized how good it feels to be honest and open about yourself and what what's going on. And yeah, I, I wanted to, you know, kind of get in more depth with your, with the, with the, the incident that happened to you, you know, you were involved in a nearly fatal accident. Um, could you kind of just give the listeners who haven't, you know, been to the site or anything yet, uh, just kind of what happened that night and how has your life, you know, changed since because of it? Yeah. So that night was, uh, the real early morning of Memorial day, uh, 2015, uh, I had just left a party for my fiance. Um, now we're married, but at the time we were about five months away from getting married. Um, we had a bunch of people over her new place. There was, you know, alcohol there. I drank way more than I needed to, like I normally tended to do when I drank and, um, was driving home and only went about, a quarter mile away from the apartment took two turns and as I was making the left turn I reached down to change a CD and to me it was you know like a second or two but with how drunk I was it was more like five so by the time I looked up all I saw was a light pole and then pretty much just brace for impact and uh that was that and that's insane like I mean it, it I mean, very fortunate that you made it out alive and, and you know, from from what you've outlined on your website, there wasn't, uh, you know, any life-threatening injuries. But that's crazy that in just those five seconds, like, your life could just completely change and it sets you on this path. Now, you, you mentioned that your uh, now wife earlier, uh, you started Christian, um, Christian Alcoholic with the help of her and your friends. And together, you know, you formed a ministry of healing. Could you kind of tell us, like, how that support has helped you and kept you motivated throughout all these years? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's not everything. I mean, first of all, to have my wife behind me after that was amazing. Um, she, After that happened, she did call off the wedding. So we were supposed to get married in October 2015. But, um, no, she felt like there was stuff I obviously needed to deal with. So, um, but... Regardless, she stayed with me the whole time. So um, when we did get married in May of 2016, um, I was ready to start the blog and I had her full support. So it was just me and her. And I guess the thing about when you start your hustle and you find it is when you actually start it, 
and it draws people to it. So these are just friends I had that, you know, I put out the first blog and they were like, wow, like, this is really cool. I want to be a part of it. So they pretty much just hopped on board and I was definitely happy to have them come alongside with me. Nice. And, you know, glad you have a little team behind you and um, you guys were able to kind of make that happen. And I kind of want to, you know, jump back to the story. So, you know, once you got into an accident and then afterwards you, you know, went into AA and I believe that you kind of said that that was the key into helping you get uh, back on your feet. You know, can you kind of tell us what the most helpful parts of AA was? Yeah, uh, the most helpful part of AA was getting comfortable sharing my story because um you know AA meetings are they're really nothing more than just conversations that are just you know led by someone that shares it but after that the conversation goes wherever it goes so everyone's just really coming in and saying like here's what I'm struggling with this week here's what I'm learning here's what I'm trying to do and uh so that was helpful because they gave me practice and and sharing my story and getting comfortable talking about where I was currently and where I had been with um other people and I it's it's interesting because you know you made your first book AA versus the American Church and of course you know it's out now physical copies can be ordered on Amazon and it's also an ebook you know give you a little free plug there but I yeah just, thank you. <laughs> the cool thing about that is like that headline itself is so I guess in a way, you know, a little bit controversial because you know people associated AA with Alcoholics Anonymous and the American Church is you know a place you can always go and be honest and and be vulnerable and you know find that uplifting spirit you need. But you're you kind of been through both and you realize that that they don't often go in sync. So could you kind of tell us like what made you want to tackle such a subject matter with your first book and what has the reception been on that so far? Um. Well, when you come out the gate with a name like Christian Alcoholic, you kind of like, <laughs> um, you're not really worried about uh, names after that. I mean, the name Christian Alcoholic is pretty controversial in itself. So I kind of just was comfortable just saying whatever I felt like saying it, no matter uh, you know how it came across. But um, with the book, it's funny that you said that um, church is the place where people can be vulnerable and talk about it because I had the opposite experience um with church which is why I wanted to write a book that kind of like took a closer look at the church because in church go- growing up people weren't talking about things it's an uplifting place but it was kind of like superficial because no one was talking about like, real issues that they were dealing with currently in like real time but AA was all about that so I kind of got that experience that we really should be getting in church in AA and realize that there was kind of parallels between the two. Awesome. And uh, no, we're, we're, we're really uh, excited for, for you and, and your, your book and your story. And I just wanted to kind of get back into, you know, more about your story as well. Um, and why do you feel that way that no one in the church, you know, is able to be more open uh, with real issues? Um, I just think it's a culture where everyone doesn't want to have egg on their face. You know, we're kind of prepped at an early age or if you've grown up in the church that, you know, church is where you wear your quote unquote Sunday's best, you know, 
and it's a place where you know you just have to keep up appearances and you know you got to be you know god's got this all the time and everything's good and um so i think that's just the culture so now it's kind of the norm in the church so people are just used to not really getting too um deep into how they're feeling and what's going on because they don't want to be shown to you know have things not all figured out and they don't want to come across as you know not believing in god enough and and all those types of things so i think that's that's just always been the culture i've grown up and i've you know grown up in the church and seen my friends grow up in the church and it's just kind of how i've seen things unfortunately I was just going to say, you know, that there's a lot of truth in that answer. I, I definitely think uh, it's something that people don't normally think about, like the contrast between uh, what you found in church and the, what their experience is. So, I mean, I kind of want to get a little bit a little bit more deeper. You have okay. another another ebook out called Reveal, Refine and Renew. And what's what's so interesting about this one is this is actually a nine step guide book that you made to help battle addiction and it's stuff that you personally have done to help you in your recovery. Can you tell us like what it took for you to get these, this book out and how have these steps themselves, these nine steps themselves helped you in your life? Um, I mean, it was interesting to kind of just be a random dude in Connecticut and come up with the nine step program. But I had met with a, a local pastor and was just asking about, you know, speaking opportunities and stuff. And he was, he loved Christian alcoholic and the concept behind it. But he told me, you know, you have the, you have the right theory, but you don't have the application. So he was like, you know, you have the theory so you can go into a church and tell them the right theory, but you need to have that application so they can have something to take home with them. So, um, I just looked back on the things I did after the accident and just some books I've been reading. It seemed, it seemed like it's all come together. Like it, God really kind of put it all together for me. So as I was writing, I was getting quotes from certain things and the right verses were coming to mind. And so, I mean, the steps just really helped me because they all involve just being eyes and being open. And I think that's the only way people can really find healing from things like addiction well said well said and that's really cool so i I really like what you guys are doing as far as with the uh with the christian alcoholic movement and i wanted to know you know what are some ways that you're gonna help you know people of faith be more honest with each other and uh people that who have been in similar situations as you have to be able to come to you guys to to help them with their addictions or to help them with their issues that don't go on in the regular church, uh, you know, the regular church culture. Yeah. Well, what we're trying to do is, and what I'm trying to do personally is just uh, continue being an open book so that people can be like, well, he's telling everything. So I should be able to at least reveal a little more of myself. Um, The book I have coming out in um, on the 25th of, of May is uh, pretty much an autobiography. So it's full of stories from my days, from the day I had my first drink and up until the accident I had. And that's filled with like a b- embarrassing stories and stuff that most of the people in my life don't even know about. 
So I'm just doing things like that to help people realize that, you know, you can have people know the real you and still survive it. And what we're also trying to do is just to make a lot of free resources for the church. So we have the nine-step program that you guys mentioned. And actually, today I'm going to be releasing another uh, ebook that's for free, that's going to be for free on the website called um, A Small Book for Small Groups. And that's a book that's going to give people um, really just um, information on what I think is the real key uh, for people that want to get through addiction is having a group of people that they can talk with like weekly. Um, so that's what we're leaning towards doing. We want to provide the church resources and really encourage people to have that small group of people that they can go to about anything and that they can constantly be honest with. And, that, and that's really dope. I, uh, I wanted to ask uh, a two part follow up question. Um, okay. One is what's the title of the book that's coming out? Uh, in a couple of weeks, and then two, um, what I, I know you said you had some embarrassing stories. So if you can, you know, drop a little teaser for us so that you know people can go out and get that book so they can hear a little bit more. Okay, all right. Um, well, the book's title is called um, "Birth of a Christian Alcoholic: um, From First Drink to Almost Last Breath." Um, and let's see, one of the most embarrassing stories in the book is probably uh okay so a lot of it talks about uh, my college years and so there was this uh one time that i pretty much threw myself um at a girl and just like begged her to have sex with me um mm-hmm. I was super drunk she just came over to print <laughs> Um, she needed to use my printer for, uh, to print a paper for her class. And I guess was like, she's like, can you please just have sex with me? She's like, why do you want to have sex? I'm like, I don't know. I guess feel like we should, like it's what college people do. And like one of the most embarrassing things that happened. And I actually bumped into her in the lunch room, like the next day. And she pretty much just laughed about it, but I thought it was going to be like the, I thought she was going to have like people jump me, but, um, that's one of the embarrassing stories from the book for sure. And that is crazy. Princeton <laughs> I just felt like it's a lot of times I had to print some paper and I'm glad I didn't have to give up no cheeks to do it. So it's all well, <laughs> well one of the things I, I mentioned in the book is I realized that one of the best ways for guys on college campuses to talk to girls is to just get a printer because <laughs> everyone's got papers to print and Nobody wants to walk to the student center every time they have to print a paper. So if you're that guy that has, you know, the paper, the ink right there, you know, a girl's definitely gonna at some point need to print a print a paper. So you're the you're the printer plug. I see. Yeah, what you, yeah. I, I see mean, what I'm you did there. Trying to get an HP deal. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I think I think you had the right idea, just the wrong execution. Yeah, it was definitely like you, you can definitely you don't need to be drunk to do it, and being drunk is an easy way for it to not go well. But um, yeah, if you're just confident and, and sober, I think it's a good way to to talk to girls. <laughs> That's the life gem right there. Yeah. <laughs> so to get back on, uh, you know, Christian alcoholic, you obviously have written so many blog topics you know, under this moniker and, and you, you've connected with a lot of people. Could you tell us specifically, like, which blog topic 
that you've written about really resonates resonates with you? Um, it, it's funny because the one that probably resonates with me the most isn't even doesn't have anything to do with alcohol or, or addiction or anything like that. Um, for people that have been a, been following the blog or people who you know might be late in the game they'll notice that the blog went from being something that was every Monday to now it's just um, when I get inspired to write because I'm focused more on the speaking engagement and putting out books and the free uh, resources. But it was a recent one I did back in February called Blackish. And it was actually about how I struggled with never feeling black enough growing up um, because I was always like, the one black kid in at church or I grew up in a small school where there wasn't too many black kids. And then going to high school, there wasn't that many. And, you know, based on things like the music I listened to, uh, the hobbies I had, like how I dressed, like people would always tell me like, you're not black. And, um, I never realized how damaging that was until, you know, later in life. But, that one probably resonates with me the most, especially in the lane I'm in with my hustle. There's not a ton of like black dudes writing Christian books and um, just doing like the church thing. You know, there's a there's a couple of big guys, but it's you know, there's not a lot of people like me in where I'm trying to get in. So um, that one resonates with me because I guess, you know, recognize that. But. Um, you know, I just don't think that it matters what hobbies you do. Like, I just think that's stupid to feel like you have to be a certain way because of your skin or like what religion you're a part of and stuff like that. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a, you know, it's a pretty uh, big topic that, you know, a lot of people that have to have to go with. So um, definitely kudos to you for for writing about that and uh, just kind of, it seems like you're, 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 you become very open as far as just um through your experiences uh you're able to kind of put yourself out there and i just kind of want to know you know you also a speaker um so i wanted to know you know, how are your speaking engagements going like where where do you usually target who do you usually talk to and uh what's the reception been because of those engagements um right now there hasn't been too many um there's definitely interest but there's just been a lot of um stuff going on um for me personally like i'm coming up on my one year uh marriage anniversary in like two weeks so it's just right. been a, a hard time um to actually put the time into doing it but i've definitely got some local churches that are interested so i've just been doing podcasts in the meantime so um, I've done a couple of podcasts already, and those uh, reactions have been going real well. The reception's been great. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely be looking to do more uh, speaking engagements and um, as the months come along. All right. I mean, that definitely sounds like a plan. We're, we're very happy that we can kind of help you connect to more people and expand your um, range of audience. So we appreciate you uh, giving us the opportunity to do that. I know it, it, it it's it's weird because you 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 have so much with the books and the Christian alcoholic blog, but like just just and it might be a, a too deep a question to ask now, but what do you personally kind of want to be the legacy of Christian alcoholic when everything is all said and done? 
I want the legacy of Christian alcoholic to be just like freedom and healing. Like, I don't know what that, I guess, looks like in the long run, but I guess when people think about Christian alcoholic, I want them to be able to say like, that helped me heal from an addiction or heal from uh, an insecurity or a struggle, or at the very least, um, they can look back and say, I know someone that was affected by that ministry and, and affected in a positive way. Um, yeah, I guess really want to, I really want to change Christianity. I know that sounds like prideful, but not like, I guess not like just change it, but I kind of want to rethink it. And I want to go back to where it was when you read in the Bible, where it seems like healing was taking place all the time and people were, um, know talking about everything and it just seemed to be like a more open and free time um i kind of want to want to bring that back yeah and that's a good movement to start and i i I think you know people would love religion or love to be more involved with the church if they felt it was more open and and more engaging so i think you you got something going here yeah i appreciate it thank you no problem and i i wanted to bring back a one of the first things you, you brought up uh with your book coming out, your new book coming out this week or uh, in a couple of weeks, uh, about the first time you picked up an alcoholic beverage, um, kind of what? How did you feel after you took that first drink, and and when did you kind of start to notice that this was becoming more than you know something that you did recreational, but it was more of an addiction? Well, after my first drink, I immediately threw up, but um, okay, that was. I mean, I'll give you another little uh, sneak peek into the book. Um, My first drink was a warm Keystone light from the uh, trunk of my friend's car that I drank after chewing a little, like chewing a little bit of tobacco and eating a barbecue melt from Friendly's. And so those just didn't mix. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. (laughs) Yes. My first drink was just like, okay, that's, that's rough. It wasn't until college that I really started to notice that it was becoming a bigger thing because I was using it to deal with uh, things that I was scared to deal sober. So um, I, I have, I suffer from like social anxiety. So um, I knew that in college, but I never really faced it. So I used alcohol to kind of numb that and numb the hate I felt for myself. So it was more a few years after my first drink when I was in college that I um, really started to notice that it was becoming um, an addiction and just more like a medication that it wasn't supposed to be in a crutch. And that's, wow, that's, that's just powerful. Like it's, it's crazy just, you know, for, for people who are non-alcoholics, they see as something that you could just, you know, you can get a drink here or there, put it down and not, and not, uh, worry about it but you know addiction is like you 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 have this unquenchable thirst's need and it it just turns into something very deadly and raw and i mean i i know I, i'm just very glad to hear that you're, you're battling your addiction and you're, and you're turning that dark period in your life into something light and you're trying to help others who are going through that dark tunnel you know reach the reach the light at the end and, and make that make sure that their life ends up being worth something and hopefully not succumbing to addiction but 
I mean, Aaron, like you, you've come on here and you've just been, you've been the guy. I, I really enjoy just hearing about your story and everything that you do and the perspective you have, and you can just feel the genuine good nature. And I think that Christian alcoholic, like you're on to something, and I, I am excited to see what you do with it in the future. But alas, we've come to the famous educate hustle two piece time, which is the last two questions. The first one is always easy, but you know, still gotta ask it. How can the audience and the people connect with you? Oh, uh, yeah, you can connect with me pretty easily. Um, the website is www.christianalcoholic.com. Uh, you can find the free books there. You can get AA versus the American Church for free up there, too. Um, we're on Instagram as Christian Alcoholic, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, and all those links you can find on the website. And then Amazon's got all the books I've come out with. Even the free ones, if you want a physical copy, you can purchase them up there, too. And that's what we like here. Support this man, Aaron. He has some great books with some great content just to help out. If you know anyone who's battling addiction or you're just curious about stuff, definitely worthwhile checking out. And of course, the last question, no pressure, just the last words that our audience is going to hear from you today. But what are some parting words you can leave with our audience? Um, To anyone that's thinking about starting um, anything with writing, um, I would say it's just right. Um, we all have smartphones nowadays. Like if you think of something, jot it down in your notes. Um, if you want to start practicing, start a blog, start a free blog and just start to write to write. But um, I feel like everyone can be a writer if they just put the time in and everyone has a story worth sharing. So whether you got to write it, uh, shout it, however you got to do it, but just do it. So Nike, I guess. <laughs> Hello. Hello, just like Nike. It's money over here. Oh my yeah. gosh, Aaron. So if I mean... he doesn't call, I want to try to get a Nike sponsorship too. <laughs> we'll do our best. I mean, Aaron, you've been phenomenal. We really do appreciate you coming on. I think that you have a great message and a great story. And I really do feel like our audience is going to want to learn and, and connect with you as soon as they hear this interview. All right. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for your time. All right, and that was Mr. Aaron Noel giving us that Christian alcoholic experience. Emilio, what'd you think, man? I enjoyed it. I mean, it's it's great that you get to hear a guy who's experienced so much pain and, you know, has been in such a dark place battling his addiction with, you know, drinks and alcohol. Like, it, it's great to see this guy willing to make the hard choices and take the steps necessary in order to get his life back on track. And I mean, it just goes to show you, you know, your 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 perseverance. I mean, he he's turning this negative thing into his hustle, and how he can help encourage people who are in the same spot or were in the same spot to you know turn it around and and, and be better than what you know the, the the bottle compels them to be. So I mean, it was very powerful. I enjoyed it, and it's great that we get to hear from a survivor of something that you know not everyone has the fortunate and ability to uh, get past. Thankfully, he's here today to deliver his story. Um, I know he's got a when you by the time you guys listen to it, he'll have a book that came out, uh, "Birth of a Christian Alcoholic." Make sure you guys go support my man Aaron and his struggle and his uh, in his quest to be a a better person and to change Christianity. Like he said, I mean, he wants to get people who have similar stories together and and really help them create a community to where they can believe in faith and and heal each other through their through just talking 
Uh, I think it's an amazing story, and I'm excited to see where he goes with it. Exactly, exactly. He has Undercut Hustle's full support in his endeavors to help get the people what they need. But, of course, gotta flip the tables. It's time for us to give y'all, yes you, what you need. And that's, of course, how you can reach Educate Hustle. Educate Hustle can reach you a variety of different means on social media. We are on Snapchat at Educate Hustle. That's all one word, Educate Hustle. There you post snaps, little behind-the-scenes videos, and little inspirational things to get you motivated throughout the week. We are also on Instagram at Educated Hustle Podcast. Once again, that is Educated Hustle Podcast. Same to the Snapchat photos, little information about episodes that came out this week. And, of course, Paul gives some handy-dandy life quotes to make sure you're motivated and headed into whatever you got to do next. You can also like our page on Facebook at Educate Hustle. That's two words, Educate Hustle. You know you reached the right page because you'll see that logo that you guys all know and love. And of course, I have to take a break from that plugging to get into some additional plugging. If you have not already, please, please, please rate our show on iTunes. It's such an easy thing to do. All you have to do is go to iTunes on your computer or if you have an iPhone on there, search Educate Hustle, two words. You'll see the logo. Of course, you love it. Of course, you know it. And immediately after doing that, you'll see free cons at the top of the screen. In the middle, it says review. Hit that review tab. Write us the review. Give us a title of the review. Simple. Anything you want it to be. Give us a description of why we're so great. Could be something long and profound as it's lit. And it could be something short and sweet like, yo, they real. It doesn't really matter. All of them apply. Of course, do not forget to give us five stars because we deserve it. Now, anyways, let's get out of that plug to go into... The initial plugin. We are also on Twitter at educator underscore hustle. Once again, that is educator underscore hustle. There we do tweets, daily interaction, of course, things to help you find out more about us. And that's probably the best way to reach us because it goes right to our phone and we can respond to anything instantly. We are also on last, sorry, last but not least, we are also on. You can also email us if you feel like we've done a great job, you feel like you want to be on the show, you want to collab, or you just want to let us know how great we did. You can email us at educatorsofpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is educatorsofpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, sir. And as always, man, you got to lead us out, man. Lead us out. People, people, people. I mean, it, it's it's always amazing the opportunities in life that you're giving. Just go forth and take advantage of them. Aaron said it best. You know, he he urged everyone, hey, if you want to write, just start writing. Don't 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 think about it. Don't don't even try to psych yourself out. Just do it. Put the words to the paper and just let it flow. Because you, you honestly, if you might have something in there in you that you didn't think you had and it might just be one of you know the the next best thing for you so please take advantage of every opportunity that comes your way do not hold yourself back do not psych yourself out just go and take full charge you know like like UCF Knights go and charge full onward to your destiny don't don't hold yourself back with excuses you know gotta do it back because you know we just recently celebrated our year so hashtag no excuses but yeah keep on going keep on moving and keep on keeping on And as always, you got to stay educated to keep hustling.